0: Welcome to the Must Love Self podcast. My name is Carly Israel and I'm your host. Every week I get to interview a beautiful, courageous, strong woman who is willing to share her ugly and beautiful with the world. Must Love Self is a podcast, a movement, and a decision. It is about women lifting other women up, women holding each other women accountable, and women finding their way along this path. I hope you enjoy. La 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 la. I've got Pia, who is right now displaced because of the pandemic. I would not call it displaced because she's in Berlin, which has got to be amazing. Normally in Hong Kong, and I get to sit and talk with her because of Must Love Self. So I want to welcome Pia.
1: Thank you so much. First of all, just just the name of the podcast was enough for me to go, I want in, I want in. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, cool. So I have been a coach since 2002. I am a women's personal mastery and leadership coach, holistic counselor. And I also do a type of trauma-informed work called biodynamic breath and trauma release, which is about... Allowing the body naturally to get rid of any stored trauma in the body. So I I also do a great deal of leadership work, uh, culture change work within organizations. And now in my own practice, I'm kind of marrying those things, looking at things like what does it look like to what, what does personal leadership look like? That's kind of me in a nutshell, really.
0: I love that idea of personal leadership. Because we do so much and the idea of that we also need to do it with ourselves. We're going to get into that. So I can't wait. Why did you say yes to this topic?
1: Probably because it will be with me till the day I take my last breath. This is a journey of my journey of self-discovery. I mean, I've got like 21 years of therapy behind me and... I haven't always felt worthy. I haven't, and and of course, there's still days when 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 I get slapped in the face and and that comes back. But but really, it's such an important topic for me. Also, because I grew up with a mum who also didn't really feel worthy, and uh, in fact, she ended up ending her own life. So so for me, this these kind of conversations are a must is like the more conversations like these we can have if one person listens if one woman on the other end of this conversation goes wow i can do something different i can take some of these steps or or some of these tools and do something different in my life then feel the same way and I,
0: i have to say a couple of things about that one is i tried taking my own life when i was 19. So I understand the other side of suicide and, and the feeling of everyone will be better off without me, even though that's completely not true. It's, it's a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body where you truly can't see another way. Mm-hmm. And I think that the most important message that we have here is that none of us, regardless of what we're going through, have to live the way we're living and that there's nothing wrong with us and we're enough as we are. And I so wish that your mom could have known that because I can't fathom the ripples it's it's caused in your life how old were you when that happened
1: oh it was only 10 years ago wow so i'm now 50 so i was 40 years old that must have been a uh, big kick in the face she had already been on a very strong cocktail of antidepressants and antipsychotic for about 10 years so for many many years i kind of see it as i lost her in many stages Mm. you can of course imagine that that moment that becomes so like the full stop of suicide and the and the sheer violence of it because of course to be so violent towards yourself is heartbreaking those of us that are left behind but even be even putting me and the family aside just like what The steps that she had to do, the desperation is just unfathomable, really. And then, in fact, her twin brother did the same five years later. So it's a big topic, and that's also why, from a very young age, I was just like, "I need to figure out what's going on here. I need to." And I was so hungry, but you know, when I was a teenager, or even when I was choosing to go to uni, I just didn't have the access or or the understanding of what I could really do or what I wanted to do. And it's really now, in retrospect, after I studied something totally different, that I've come back to the whole arena of psychology, trained as a counselor. And I am insatiable when it comes to learning new tools where I can support the people that I work with. And, of course, at the same time, support myself because right. I'm only as good as how I am right now. So if I'm going to go and support people in my, in my practice and I'm falling apart, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I say that I'm very much a work in progress and probably again, till the day I have my last breath.
0: Aren't we all? And you know what I have to say? I was thinking about when you were sharing that hard story, I coached a friend who every single male in his family killed themselves before they turned 40, like three or four of them in his like direct lineage. He's, you know, staring down the barrel of that age a few years away. And I said, this work that you're doing is life and death. Because you will follow in the footsteps if you don't change what you're doing now. And so while everyone that's listening might not be at that extreme, what I can always offer is regardless of whether it's loud and violent out there or it's a quiet desperation that you don't share with anyone, I think the most important thing that we can share is that you don't have to live the way you're living, that there's always another option. We just can't always see it. And that's okay. Just ask somebody for help and we can help you.
1: Just like you said, there's always something. That we can do. But I think the most importantly, I think often when we are in our sort of dark night of the soul, we are convinced we are alone
0: and that no one else knows what it feels like and that it's never going to stop. Yeah. I want to ask you, with the understanding that we're all a work in progress and this is just where we're at today, I want to see if you're willing to give yourself a rating between one and 10 in these three areas that must love self focuses on in terms of. Your inner voice. So one is my inner voice is not nice. And 10 is my inner voice is either nice or leaves me alone. In terms of what your own body image is. Body image. (laughs) She made a face. You can't see it. (laughs) Body image has always been a bit tricky. I've always carried
1: a little bit of extra. So I would say probably with body images, probably as
0: low as six. And what about when you say carry a little extra do you find that to be a negative? Yes, I do. And where does that come from for you?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm married to a gorgeous guy that in the, is in the next room and he just looks at me and goes,
0: you're so sexy. Right, and wants to touch yeah. you all the time. Right, it's ourselves, yeah. it's our own
1: self. Yeah, I really do think that it's just been a years and years of just seeing all these gorgeous, super skinny women in the media.
0: It's society and, and media. Those
1: gorgeous, gorgeous, skinny women in the media. But of course, now now I'm 50 and that, that now I'm kind of going into a whole new kind of chapter of body image or what, what that brings along. But but I do think the media has a lot to answer for when it comes, at least for me and, and my body image.
0: I agree. And I recently, last couple of years, have become a gatekeeper to my mind about what I allow myself to see online, media wise. I mean, obviously can't prevent it all. And one of the things I want to be really mindful of that I'm learning along the way as being in this awesome place with muscle Love self is that women tend to, and I'm definitely part of this, we want society around us wants us to be smaller, as small as humanly possible, fragile, take up very little space, be quiet, loud women are not, there's names for us, loud women, like there's more than just our body stuff. It, that's what I thought it started with. And then it became so much more. But The world around us seems to want us, and it's not just men, it's women too. Women are doing this to each other. Women probably worse. Worse, right? I want us to stop judging each other and stop talking about each other's bodies and stop talking about what each other is doing or not doing and judging and start celebrating and clapping for each other. When you said carry a little extra, I obviously knew what you were talking about, but every day I give myself a shot because I have an immune issue. And I think to myself, how grateful I am that I have this little belly thing right here that I used to hate so much. But if I didn't have it, if I had that like skinny, perfect, flat belly, I would it would be really, really painful to get that shot. And so like, I try to celebrate that little moment every morning because like carrying extra what? Like extra more of myself to love, right? I'm sure no <laughs> one's complaining in your life, in your bedroom. But you know what, what you just said,
1: there's so much richness in what you just said because like this, this idea of women being large in any shape or form, be it in our body, in our, the way that we show up in the world. And my God, I was very young. When I was a kid, I was quite shy and very quiet and following all the rules. And when I got into my teens, I was like, ah, I'm waking up. The amount of times that I was told to lower my voice, speak softer. And even till this day, even, you know, all the work I've done, it's still somebody tells me to lower my voice. I am ready to pounce or I'm so triggered because actually I am big when I feel like I want to be big and I can, you know, it's, but it's something about this whole patriarchy over hundreds of years. That's just, let's just keep the women real small, real quiet. And then, you
0: know, your place. Absolutely. And when you think about it, it's in so many areas. So I'm obviously in the state, we were not allowed to vote. We're still not being paid equal. I mean, nobody ever asks a man, why can't you just be happy staying home and being a dad? Nobody ever. And nobody ever says to a man when they're out golfing, because I live right near a golf course, how could you do this? This is not acceptable to leave your children and your spouse for four hours every single weekend. Like, But when women dare to do any of the things that we are just as worthy of right which is where we're going to get to with worthy i mean like you said with volume my brother jokes i was born without a volume control like i've been my whole life told to keep it inside of inside voices carly but i think that the universe wants me to, to speak up and if you don't like it i'm also okay like you know, change the channel tell me what you would rate your worth rate my worth Yeah, where you see that you belong everywhere, that you are worthy of your place in society, that you are worthy of your place at work, in your life. How is your worth number? I'm at a nine. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Has it ever been lower? Oh, oh, absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. And of course, there are moments when I also slip into a big five and I'm punching a pillow or something, you know, but no, for sure. And that's, you know, where also the, um, all those years of therapy, because I felt so lost and I was really just living life, not really authentically. I was living life according to what I thought was expected of me. So I spent my whole life just looking outside. What am I meant to be doing now? How should I act now? And I never, until I was an adult, really stopped and went, wait a minute, this is all wrong. And, and it actually took me to get really depressed to figure out that something had to change. So my soul was like, obviously just sit inside, just crying and screaming for help. And, and in the end, that deep rest, depression had to come so I could wake up and go, there's something much more than this. And then still from that point, it took me years to really build up the, build up my
0: sense of worth. Well, it's my adult. Do you happen to know the areas today? That make you, forget your worth. I don't know if you ever played the game. Have you ever heard of the game Red Rover, Red Rover? Nope. So there's a camp game where, picture like elementary school kids, and there's two teams and they're standing in a long line on each side of a big grassy field, and everyone's holding hands far apart. And one team shouts, Red Rover, Red Rover. And then they say, Let Pia come over. And then you have to run and try to break through the hands of two people. And if you break through, you get to take a person and bring them to your team. And if you don't break through and they catch you, they keep you on their side. So whoever has the most wins. I always think of these areas of where like my worth gets lower. What always would happen is the strong guys on the team would pick the two skinny little teeny girls holding hands because they were the weakest physically to break through And they would always go after them and break through and they'd leave them there. So they keep breaking. And I think of myself and ask, what are the areas where I have those two little girls that are not strong holding hands? And for me, one of them for sure is career stuff. And the other one, which is like embarrassing and uncomfortable to say, is when I feel like I can't connect with or I'm not being like the mom I want to be for one of my kids like that's an area where my worth goes down do you know what any of your weak areas are in that mm-hmm. area
1: yeah one area is when i either i'm misunderstood so my my you know my intentions are really good and then somebody kind of just totally misunderstands me i shrink so much and i shrink also Conflict is not a good thing for me. You know, I grew up with a lot of conflict in the household. So so I I also see what, when when I'm in conflict with somebody, my self-worth just goes like this because it, it's actually quite scary for me.
0: I wonder if it's connected because when you were so young and all those things were happening, you felt so powerless. Reason why that happens, right, is like your inner voice must make you feel like, oh, here we are back again. But what I'm learning along the way is I need to tell my inner voice I've got, we're in this together and it's 2021 and I'm actually at this age now and I've got all these experiences. So even when this happens, I'm not in the same place I was when I was a little girl. But I think that we don't remember that when it's happening. I never remember that.
1: Mm. No, totally. And and also going into a little bit of, of psychology, you know, when we grow up in dysfunctional families, what little kids do, we internalize the pain that's going on in the family. So we look for any way that we can type equalize or try and make things better for mommy and daddy. And we take them, take on some roles and the roles I took on was like the helper and the pleaser and the mediator so I was so deeply identified with that role. So when that role got shaky, it's still there's still remnants there now. I there always to, will be. Yeah. When somehow that good girl, if is is on shaky ground, then also myself, because because I'm so invested in being the good girl, the pleaser, the right. Yeah. It's such a a big imprint in my life.
0: A hundred percent. Before we move on to your childhood what would you rate your ability to use your voice to advocate for yourself?
1: My initial answer is 10. And I'm not going to give you that answer because I am, you know, I'm very confident in communicating, in speaking my truth. I, I, in fact, just from a sort of voice perspective, I've been, I've been teaching communication and presentation skills for about 15 years. That's just on the sort of, that side of the scale. But then it's like when I have to speak up and perhaps disappoint somebody or ruffle somebody's feathers or speak a truth that isn't the common truth or the common understanding. So in those situations, I get totally shaky. So seven maybe.
0: It's similar to all the other things we're talking about. There's certain places where we might be a 10, and there's certain places where a seven. And I mm-hmm. think the reason why I always do this with women is I like to acknowledge that no one is walking around a 10 in every area. We are all, like you said, from the beginning, we're all on this journey. I want to go back to your childhood, besides the fact that you clearly grew up in a lot of conflict. Do you remember any messages you received about what a woman or a girl was supposed to be like or not be like? I do. I grew up with a,
1: with a gorgeous cousin who's two years older than me, and she's a Scorpio full of fire. I'm a little soft Cancerian. So the two of us were very often compared. And I always came out on top because I was quiet and demure and I didn't rock the ball. I never revealed- You didn't cause problems. Nothing. Whereas my gorgeous, juicy cousin, she was just, she was left, right and center expressing her truth. And that did not go down well. So for sure, I learned that girls should be quiet and not rock the boat and, and
0: not make trouble for anybody and do as they're told. That's probably so, the strongest message I got. How did you, from that messaging, get to a place where you are who you are today?
1: I think it all comes back to my the dark night of my soul. It all came back to going into that depression where... Nothing made sense because everything that I'd ever believed in or thought believed in had, had been outside of myself. So for me, it's really that breaking point
0: where kind of, I kind of feel like that, that was a rebirth really. When was that in your life? 2000. Mine was 1999, so we were right around each other. (laughs) What was going on? I'd had a breakup and um, that had
1: some impact, but the, the most important thing was that my mother was hospitalized. And that to me was very scary because I was convinced I was going to be like her. And that was like the catalyst to my own depression. But of course, the the bulk of what i had been doing all my life was just, was not really being true to myself. So that whole journey was really about then learning, well, who's Pia? Who is she really? And not just this pleasing good girl that says yes
0: often when she means no and and just Keeps quiet when she actually just wants to scream. You know, what's so interesting about that is around that time period. So I got sober in 1999. That's after I tried taking my own life and I've been on this journey as well. And I went on this trip by myself with, I call God, it's not a religious, it's just God. I went on this trip and I was nervous to go because I knew that I would be stuck with myself and I had not made peace at all with myself. And what I found out this, thank God, was before there were cell phones or Wi-Fi or anything like that. I found out on this trip that the voice that I was so trying to ignore or tune out for so many years actually wasn't as scary as I thought it was because I used to never give it enough time to speak. I would like do whatever I had to do to make it stop. And on this trip, I had no distractions. I was stuck with myself and and myself. And I realized a couple of things. I realized that it was on a loop that I was like, wait a minute, you already said that. And it was like, you know, people that are listening to this that don't understand, but there used to be cassette tapes and they literally were on loops. And I was like, you just started over again. Kind of like pulled the, you know, curtain back. And I was like, I saw the great and powerful Oz was just like somebody that was talking. And I also realized because I struggle with depression as well, that for me, and I will be on medication for my whole life. Like that's just something I needed to be on. But in addition to that, I found out for myself that it's the decision, and if I want to make myself crazy again, I can do it. I could do it in three days. I could become someone within three days that needs to be locked up. But it's a decision that I get to make about how I want to live my life and the actions I need to take to keep myself on a healthy path versus mm-hmm. the ones that. Because I understand that fear of I don't want to become like that. I chased away from, I don't want to become like the version of myself that I used to be. I'm so afraid of going back to that version that it stopped me from speaking up authentically many times where I thought, what is everyone going to think? They're going to think I'm crazy again. Ultimately, that became about knowing my worth and my voice, but that was, that has been a long time coming. Mm.
1: Well, there were so many things to me, at least that I was, I was completely oblivious and blind to And so when I finally then started um, going to a counselor and I remember at the beginning, she was just reflecting back and she would say to me things like, how could you end up in a situation like that? That's actually quite dangerous without even thinking that this might, you might be putting yourself in danger. And I remember thinking, well, oh, really? You know, I was so oblivious to self-care and, you know, anything to do with self, actually. So it was like kindergarten, like learning to walk, and then figuring, oh right, that's how I feel about that. it, it was re- it really felt like a a child that was like, oh, I have fingers, because I had been in I'd lived life in such a different modus, and it was um, no wonder I went to such a dark place because it my my soul was just obviously just sitting in here just going let me out is anybody out there is anybody listening and i wasn't listening i
0: completely relate i want to invite you to lightning round oh okay great here we go ready yeah. i want you to go back in your mind to the year 2000 when you were in your dark end of your soul what would pia today say to pia then
1: i would say i love you you are loved that gave me chills what would
0: 80-year-old Pia say to you today? Hey, girl, stop sweating the small stuff. What do you think the small stuff is to 80-year-old Pia?
1: The small stuff to 80-year-old? Oh, she's totally chilled. You know, she's having, she's sitting on a patio somewhere enjoying a sunset and some beach over there. And she's, there, there's
0: very little uh, little stuff to sweat with that. She's chilled. I hope that's one of the reasons why I want to do this now. I want The world of women to believe we are love. We are enough. There's nothing wrong with you. And I don't want time. I don't want to be 80 years old sitting on a porch going, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do so many things? Because I was so worried about these things that don't even matter. Yeah. I want to know what you think beautiful means. Oh, that's such a lovely question. You know, somehow
1: kindness comes up and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the question because the moment you, you, you asked it, an image of my husband came up and I thought, oh, that's really sweet. And he's so kind. So I think kindness first and foremost.
0: I think it matters more than anything. I really do. What do you think it means to be a strong woman? A strong
1: woman means that she knows or I know that I don't have to do things on my own is to be in community with other women and allow, allow one day you're leaning on me, the next day I'm leaning on you. I love that concept. What would you like others to say about you? Oh, that's good. What would I like others to say about me? I suppose
0: I would like them to say that I'm, I'm kind, that I'm beautiful, actually. Mm. If you found out you only get six months left here, what do you want to do with the rest of your time?
1: Oh. I would want to explore the world and I have explored a lot but somehow I would want to be somewhere surrounded by beautiful nature mm-hmm. where because I only actually felt the wind on my skin a few days ago for the first time since September so so I want to just be in nature where I can just feel nature on my skin be it the sun
0: be it the wind be it you know seeing birds like nature i love it you get last word you get one piece of advice for every woman that's listening to hear what do you want to say to them
1: it's probably not so lyrical or anything but i would say just be yourself because everyone else is taken (laughs) it's so true
0: (laughs) just be yourself how can people find you
1: You know, I'm just in the middle of creating a new website. So I'm not going to send them there. I would say send all the beautiful ladies to my Facebook group. It's called the Evolving Women's Collective. And um, you have total
0: access to me there. I'm there every day. I want to thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you are willing to rate, review and share with your people, it makes such a difference for others to find it. And if you wanted to check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, it's available on Amazon as an audiobook with me narrating, a paperback, and digital. I promise you, you will love it. Have an awesome day. And one more thing there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. La, la,
1: la, 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 la